everyone, and welcome to another episode of Standing Eight. I'm Paul Fitzgerald. I'm joined by my co-host, three-time world champion and boxing hall of famer Jeff Finnick. Always great to be here. And the voice of Australian boxing, Ben Damon. Okay, Paul, good to be here, mate. Uh, really special guest today. We've got a former rugby league international, a former Australian heavyweight champion as well, and uh, well, one of the most notorious and controversial figures in the history of Australian <laughs> sport, John Hoppawati. Um, Hopper, how you going, mate? Good, good, and thanks for having me. Staying out of trouble? Yeah, at this stage. <laughs> Just listen, listen. <laughs> so far today. Love him or, or, or don't, uh, you, you, you've got it. I mean, you know, you, um, people talk about Floyd Mayweather. And listen, the thing that I love, okay. I, I've told you before, the thing I love about Floyd, whether he can fight it or if he can't, what you see is what you get. And this guy on my right arm, yeah, what you see is what you get. He's not going to tell you, you know, or pretend he's something that oh, he's yeah. not in there. No you doubt love about that. I, I love people like that. That's what I have. Great to have you with us, mate. Thank you, mate. Great. So, so when did you guys first, mate? How, how long have you guys known each other for? Well, I've known – he didn't know me. I've known, I've known Jeff since I was a kid. Well, of course, I've, I've also I've known Hopper because I'm a mad rugby league fan. I've, I've also, you know, yeah, yeah. supported and watched and, yeah, and then he, he boxed. But, uh, yeah, we met times then, again, mutual friend, uh, John working up the cross with John and, yeah, like I said, um, um, Hopper and I are both very, very close friends of John. So we – We've, yeah, we've like crossed paths many times before, but also um, he fought um, Bob Mirovic and I trained Bob for a little while there and that was a, an amazing, um, um, not just an opportunity for Bob, but um, it was an amazing performance by him to beat the Australian champion. And I, like, and I had Bob really, really fit. The other thing was that Hopper um, took away one of his weapons, one of his arms, broke one of them. <laughs> 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 it was a brutal fight. Yeah, it was a great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never, wouldn't believe this guy's you know, me trying to think that I've always been tough fighting with a sore hand and stuff. But Mirovic came back to me after a couple of rounds, like complaining that the hopper had just tackled him on the floor and yeah. he'd hurt his arm. So in no uncertain terms, me trying to motivate Bob and knowing what he had to do, he had to be motivated to beat Hopper because Hopper was jumping all over him. Yeah. Like, Come on, Bob, you've got and two arms. You can't use them both. And I kept, you know, like pushing him, pushing him through this. And he was, you know, really he was, he, well, he was acting as it were, well, not acting, well, he was in a lot of pain. Yeah. And I wasn't well, sure. He had a broken arm. Yeah. Well, I didn't know until <laughs> I see, until I see the x-ray the next day, this, his arm, the bone was broken off. And I'm thinking, yeah. wow, what a, what a prick I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a prick of a yeah, trainer. Yeah. You must have known Hopper that he was gone, uh, that one of his arms was gone. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and then I was trying to like, hurt him more. I was trying to break him more. <laughs> trying to twist it a bit more. more. <laughs> I, I had to fight dirty. If Bob sat back and boxed, would have boxed my. Well, head. if you let him yeah. box, that's right. If I let him box, yeah. but I, which I didn't, I had to get in there and fight dirty. I was throwing little headbutts. I was throwing little elbows because I had to put him off his game. Yeah, because if he sat back and boxed, it would have destroyed me. Yeah, we'll get into your whole story. Uh, there's a lot to talk about um, through the course of the chat. But um, what was it like as a kid for you? What was John Abadi's childhood like? We don't really hear about that. We've never really heard about uh, that. Well, I've always been a bit of a rat, rat bag. You know, I got kicked out of a few schools when I was a kid. I was lucky I had Bob Fulton who got me to Manly. I was been 100% of being locked up. Um, he, he saved me. I went a couple of times to court and my Barrister told me I was definitely doing sixty-nine for this um, this thing we did on the train one time. I can't. And then if it wasn't for Bob coming as my character witness, I'd have been locked up and I wouldn't have had a, a first grade career. So I owe a lot of my uh, lot of my career to Bob. He Tell you what, me, you wouldn't have had eleven kids either. I think we'll have to do it in the future. That's a massive uh, family. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, 
Yeah, right. Well, so Bob was obviously a, a, a significant influence. Did um, you have other people like that who stayed around through the course of your rugby league career or, or did you find yourself without those people at times? No, I was just like I had my mum yep. who just bashed me all the time for, you know, every time I got in trouble, my mum and her, my mum's auntie who still slaps me now with shoes and <laughs> sticks. I'm 46 years old and I still get whacked right. if, I, if she sees me on the news. Um They've, they've always been in. But it hasn't worked, has it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it works for that. They've been hit a fair bit. For a day. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah right. Until she leaves. But yeah. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> uh, how do you look back on your rugby league career? Uh, an incredible career. You, you yeah. achieved pretty much everything you can as a rugby league player, but there were so many controversial incidents. When you look back, are you proud of what you did? Or, no, or, or I wouldn't be the person who I am if, if I – no, I wouldn't change anything. Nothing. Maybe anything I change. I would like to have finished on my own terms yep. instead of the league kicking me out of the comp. But I wouldn't change anything. The finger thing. People still know me because of the finger. I, I, I took this game global because people they should have paid me. <laughs> the league should have paid me for taking it global because. Uh, well, I love I love the t-shirt because you got the. You got the finger. <laughs> Brand, so. yeah. Did you did you make a decision around that time that you had to embrace that? Otherwise, it would have got to you. Like if people had, if you didn't like that part of what you did, then it would have become a thing, and it would yeah, it would have, have driven me nuts. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not so more than you like make, it's just laugh about it, laugh at yourself. And that's, right. Oh, that's what is that what it is? At that stage when it first came, you know, um, everyone was hammering me and that. But then I thought, if I'm just going to hide away and and get angry people that everyone brings it up. I'll be miserable for the rest of my life. Yeah. What, so what, what were you thinking? Was it just trying to get under your opponent's skin, just a little yeah, niggle? Yeah, yeah, well, literally. <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as someone's touched your ass, you try to move. And yeah, yeah. Every time I went near yeah, your ass, you know, they, they, dropped, <laughs> 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 they, they, they dropped to the ground. Uh, so I was pretty much slowing the play the ball down because yeah. they didn't try to run or try enough. They just dropped because they didn't want – well, I've got to tell Hop this story because I've told on, I think I've told <laughs> on the podcast. Hop, I was at a party once with Tyson. We were in um, Phoenix, Arizona and talking about fingers and stuff. This girl um, that was going out with Shaquille O'Neal in a rage said, anyway, you do nothing for me. Your, your penis is only like the size of your finger. And I thought, wow, he must, you know, like I'm thinking he's got a small penis. I looked at his bloody hands, hopped his three fingers were that big, and I said, well, you know, just, just as well you're with that big brother. <laughs> but that's a true story. That's a true story. I looked at his hands and I'm thinking, wow, man. And I've seen these fingers that, like, you just hold the basketball. And I'm like, yeah, she, he's all right. He's hung well. It's your penis fingers. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about the players who were, well, essentially the victims of, of that? Mm. Have you ever spoken with any of them uh, about it, about – well, Paul Bowman, who was the one that first came out. Yeah, he was quite outspoken. He, yeah, he was one of my um, – he, he became one of our trainers with our Tongan team. Okay. So we went from foes to bros and, you know, we – I took a photo of him bending over and <laughs> that was our first – that was the first time I met him. He turned turn around and right. bend over, so I take a photo. But um, no one really was – So with him, for example, did you, did you apologise to him at any point? Oh, not really. No. I, by the time I met him, I thought it was funny. Yeah, right. <laughs> And did so he? he just embraced it. He, he laughed. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah funny. What, what, did, what did you get? I think you got 12 weeks suspension. 12 weeks. For the, 12 for weeks, the yeah, yeah, yeah. 12 yeah. weeks. Yeah. But um, as I said, I took this game global. So they never should have thanked me because I, people in India were talking about me. Yeah. No one, no one from India watches rugby league. Are you surprised looking back that you only got 12 weeks? Like now you'd think it would be – that's a yeah. career ending. Guys are grabbing each other's nuts and they got two weeks. I got 12 for touching an ass. Yeah. 
Well, one, of, one of your stats, Hopper, is you got 45 weeks suspension of your 13, 13 first grade seasons. So that was a record in itself, I think. Yeah, 45. And I had um, 20 from Manly, just in-house suspensions from Manly. So it's 65. Um, 65, games. yeah. Wow. So, so yeah, I had 20 first grade games I could have played that Manly suspended me in-house with this right. stuff that I did. You say you don't regret anything, but what about the Keith Galloway? Shot. No, like, I don't regret that either. You know? Oh, just, I always wish it was a little bit lower, but um, no. If it was in the seventies, if I was a generation before, it would have been. I would have been a hero. Yeah, look at poor Elry Henley. Yeah, I'm just saying things change. I yeah. mean, I'm, you know, you know, and I mean, I played rugby league all my life too, and it's a tough man's game. And like, it's changed today. It's changed a lot. And look at that, the tackle that Alan McMahon done on. The new down when he picked him up and speed mm. him in the ground. What yeah. did he do in the day? Yeah. If he'd get, he'd get life. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, nice. Oh, no, I, I'd, I'd done a few of them tackles during the year. And that one just went, I just misread. You know, Timing, yeah. Mistimed it and yeah. got him in the head, which I didn't mean to. But it did mean that you weren't able to go out on your own terms and, and you weren't yeah. allowed to. Yeah. So yeah. on that level, do you regret it? No, because then I got the box. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got the box and I, you know, I was lucky enough to win the Australian. Australian Championship. So yeah. if I never, if I never did that tackle, I never got kicked out of the game, or never have boxed in my life. Um, we're speaking about the controversial bits, but what about the what, what was the best moment of your rugby league career? I oh, win the grand final. Yeah. You, know, you, you train with these guys yeah. twenty four seven, seven days a week, and to win the grand final, that's that's the pinnacle. You know, of you play for Australia, which I did, play for New South Wales, but you ask any player, grand final tops all of them. Yeah, it's with you, with your with your brothers, with your, yeah. your team, your, yeah, your brotherhood. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's funny, when we think of State of Origin, we always think back to the 1995 State of Origin when you were punching on with your teammate no, it wasn't. on the sideline. Yeah. But, yeah. but that's one of the most iconic State of Origin sort of biffs of the modern era of, of rugby league. Yeah, well, it was my teammate at Manly. At Manly, yeah. Not that not, not yeah, at that game. Rangers, yeah. I, I hate, when it's Origin time, I hate Queenslanders. Yeah. They're the best. But a lot of my Queenslanders are my best mates. Yeah. But come Queensland time, uh, Origin time, they're not. And he, he only came in to, to stop it anymore. He came in to stop because me and um, Maddie Singh were sort of pushing and shoving. He came in to stop it. And then I just said, let me go, Danny. Yeah. He's hopping. He so I just started punching him because he had a maroon jersey on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you all black today. <laughs> Told the boys, wear black shirts today, boys. <laughs> That's why Ben was like, he had a maroon jersey. <laughs> <laughs> changing pop. <laughs> Fantastic memories in in rugby league um, and in boxing. Uh, winning the Australian title would be the the highlight. Yeah, hundred percent. And and as I said, Bob he had over fifty fights. Yeah, I had nine. And it was Bob Bob fought Joe Bugner. He's fought everybody. Mm. So yeah, for yeah. this guy to for this guy to, to just to mm. put some gloves on and do what he done, it was totally amazing. Mm. You know? And even the start of your boxing career, you made your debut on the biggest card. Maybe that we've ever seen with yeah, Danny, Danny Green and yeah, Anthony Mundine. Sure. That's a massive um, opportunity, and 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 would have been so exciting for you. Yeah, it was. It was, it was first time I ever been nervous because I don't really get nervous and mm. stuff like that. But that that was the first time because only because um, first time jumping in the ring. I didn't want to. People were looking at me. Oh, they said, "I hope this guy smashes him." I didn't want to lose because everyone's watching, and 
You're pretty lucky as well. You had a great guy. Dino Billingus is one of the, mm. the nicest guys in the sport. For sure, boxing, yeah. You know what I mean? Love have somebody there that, you know, he you knows, doing, yeah. yeah, he cares about Yeah, Yeah, he knew what he's, 100% he's been in the ring, he's fought, and yeah, it makes you feel better. Did you have that feeling as well? You didn't want to come across as a rugby league player and then look ordinary boxing? You wanted to show that you could do it? Yeah, I, I did, I did, but also I just didn't want to lose in, with the amount of people watching. Yeah. Because there would have been Big a lot show. of people, yeah, a lot of people bagging me more. I'll get bagged all my life, but. You know, I just didn't want to lose. But you don't seem to care that you get back. Oh, no, not really because the media hammer me all the time, but what they don't see is I, lo- I love it because the more they keep me in the media, I've been retired or they kicked me out of the game now 15 years. People still know who I am because the media keep hammering me, but the more people they hammer me, I mean the more the media hammer me, the more people know me and I still get stuff for free. Yeah. <laughs> any, any publicity is good publicity. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you've got 11 kids, you take everything for free. <laughs> <laughs> And all that notoriety probably helped you with your life after, well, while you were still boxing a little bit, but certainly after your professional rugby league career with your job um, via John Ibrahim, that that um, the profile that you had led to that uh, yeah. employment? Yeah, well, I met John a couple of times when I was playing. Yeah. Because um, I've known Tom and Sam since I, I was, when I was 15, 16, I was going in the cross and I was going in the nightclubs and Tom and Sam used to look after me. You knew I was on age and he used to look after me and, um, and that's how I first met John through Tom and Sam and then he just you know, ended up working for him, best boss I've ever had. What would be on your business card when you're working for Johnny Brim? What was your role? Well, I don't actually know my roles. <laughs> <laughs> it was diverse, was it? <laughs> so I, was, I was more there, I was there to look after these clubs, but um, more when gangsters run into each other. Right. Because I, I was the middleman trying to stop it all because they all knew. Yeah, I, and they respect I, you. Yeah, they all yeah, knew I played and – and then it sort of turned away from worrying about fighting. I talk about boxing or I talk about footy. And, yeah, isn't, and that, isn't that crazy that that can happen when you two guys want to tear each other's heads apart and they see somebody who they've known have been in a sport and they respect and they know that he's a hard guy or he's, you know, paved the way for others and, and they can say, listen, guys, don't, don't, don't do it. He's not take away. And, mm. and they do. They take it away. And they yeah. do. And, they yeah, do. They, and, and that's, that's what John was doing. I've ran a lot of uh, uh, bikers and that. Champion blokes, you know, but just when they're in the crew, they have to show, they have to make noise. But they knew, look, I was, I was good to everyone, mm. but just don't try and put them because I won't take any of your crap. Well, when we had they John on the that. podcast, he said you diffused a lot of situations in the cross because a lot of people followed your career, looked up to you, you yeah. were able to use your, you know, sporting personality notoriety to calm a few situations down. Yeah, and it did. When I, when I, when I got there, it did stop it, as I said. They talked about footy or they knew I was and they talk about my son who played with Will at the time. Or, they go from boxing. being hot-headed to being able to talk to somebody, to relate to somebody and that's, yeah, um, yeah. A, a smart yeah. move by John. Yeah. But still there would have been a lot of hairier moments where you didn't weren't able to defuse situations. Some of them um, came out publicly but there would have been other moments, I'm sure. Well, then the only hairy one I had was when John was about to have a fight with his own brother, Sam, and I was just, me, their brothers, I just, um, I was standing to John and Sam came over because Sam didn't listen to John because we were standing in front of his, one of John's clubs and Sam went to walk in and John put his hand out and Sam went and hit his hand and went, piece of little shit. And he walked down the stairs. And he walked down, went to the, to the bar, grabbed drinks, grabbed the money out of the two and he walked out the back. So we were at the back and I was standing to John and Sam came and went to um, sort of rush John and I was sort of on a list. And he went, what the hell are you doing, Hop? And he walked to his car. And when he walked to his car, I thought, 
What's going to happen? Then he, then he you thought back. he was coming back with yeah. Ben Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. But yeah, but when you just walked nah. through the, the door and you went, went and listened, he came back and you just looked at me and you jumped in the car and drove off. Okay. Again, that's because you respected you, yeah. mate. Yeah. yeah, but then you rang me um, two minutes later and said, I said, sorry, mate, I was just trying to stop you as brothers and you guys, you did the right thing, Op. You did the right thing. And you guys, I'm sorry for doing that, but I was... I'm not angry at you, I'm angry at him. Yeah, right. And how long did, did you have that role with with John? Uh, nearly 10 years. Right. I had the best job in the world. Yeah, yeah. I got paid to go out and look after his clubs and uh, he was the best boss yeah. I've ever had. Why is that? Why do you say he was it the was best boss? For, just for his stature. He, um, you know, everyone knew John has been his, his hard guy, but he's such a nice bloke. He, he gave his time to anyone that asked for a photo or anyone to talk to him. He always gave his time. But at the same time, he would not take no crap from anyone that came in and tried to put it on him. But he was just nice. And if he was angry at someone, he wouldn't put them on show. He would take them to the side and, and, and tell them off. When no he would tell them, he would tell them, listen, you got a chance. Just walk and go home now. Don't cause a problem. If you want to cause a problem, we can accommodate the problem mm. if you – and he gave everybody that opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And he, he looked after me. I, because I, I'd go away and um, footy stuff with my kids, and then he, he'll still pay me. And if there was any hairy stuff that they wanted done, he would say, "Help, you're here. You're a family man. You're just here to come look after my clubs. I don't need you to worry about any of that stuff." But yeah, this is the best boss I've ever had. He's a real gentleman, a real nice bloke. Getting back to rugby league for a second, you're probably one of the first of the big wingers in in rugby league. You know. You could have played second row or, or lock with your size. Um, how do you think the game's changed over the years from um, what it used to be with the Sturlows and whatnot running around to, to your era to now? Well, the wingers, yeah, I, I can say I, I pretty much changed the way wingers play because when I went to the Tigers, I was doing 15 to 18 hit-ups a game. And then teams started seeing the wingers doing it because when I first came in, the only time when you touch a ball was a winger in off a tap. And that was easy to stay on the wing. He never got involved. He was just a forwards. And when I started doing it, and everyone does it now, the back three get the most metres and the most hit-ups a game. And I'd have to I'd like to say it was probably from the way I played when I changed it when I went to the Tigers. It's about plenty of time those wingers done something. <laughs> <laughs> you must be proud too, Hop, um, about the Pacific Island influence in the NRL at the moment. They're like dominant in the game uh, nowadays. And you yeah. were a big part of, of, of sort of the uh, uh, not the beginning, but a, a, a formative part of that. Yeah, well, it was, um, there's fifty percent, I think, in the NRL. There's sixty eight percent in the junior league. In yeah, the, in the juniors coming up, and most and of them are your kids. We're <laughs> 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 all related. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, but just and the way we, we, we've been going as Tonga as a team. Mm. You know, we've been Australia, New Zealand and Great Britain, the top incredible, three. incredible, yeah. yeah. And, you know, no one would have thought we'd ever do that. And it, I have to put that down to Jason Tamalolo and Andrew Feed, you know, when they, they rang around all the other Tongan boys and said, listen, we're going to Tonga, are we going? And they all just stuck together. And they, they changed. They missed out a lot of the man, the, the man of money they missed out on to play for New Zealand or Australia was, was massive. To come back and play for the Islands and you get – Handshake, yeah, get yeah, nothing. But it must mean a lot to the people. Oh, massive of Tonga in particular. Yeah, yeah and they look, 
these kids are these kids are kings back in, in Ireland. Mm. And a few of them got I mean they, they were last World Cup. A few of them got um the king gave him pieces of land. Oh right. Just for for putting us on the map. Yeah, right. right. Have you got one? Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a few from my parents, but I never got one from No, well, for me. <laughs> oh, I wish I did. Do you I'll go give him a call much? for you. <laughs> Do you go to Tonga much? <clears throat> no, no. Well, the, um, the last time I went to Tonga was 94 with the Pacific Cup, played for okay. Tonga. And then, the, then I went back in 2017 after the World Cup. That was, yeah, right. that was the first time my son went there and he, he loves it. Mm. Who was the best player you played with? Best player I played with, I'd like to say Cliffy Lyons. The toughest? Oh, toughest Jeff Tuvey. Ah, oh, good on you, mate. I love him. Yeah. I think he's, the, like I said, I tell everybody he's the toughest player that I've ever seen. Mm. He's pound for pound, toughest. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he just, he would smash people. He got he, smashed. He would get off, yeah. come off the game and just lay down because he was just, he was just battered. Yeah. His body was just battered. So yeah. and Cliffy was a smart, Cliffy, as soon as the defence uh, attack started coming towards him, he will just go, and he's whistled the tubes to swap. So he'll go in and tubes you all the tackling. Mm. He's just too smart. <laughs> but yeah, he, he have to be the toughest, but yeah, the best player I've ever played with, I'd say Cliffy. Smart. Got it. Was it a natural progression to get into boxing after rugby league for you? Yeah, well, as I said, so much you learn. You know, you, you don't just go out there and you, and you punch because you get, you, got, you get punched too and you've got to try and stay relaxed and, and try and work your game plan. Because when I first sparred, as soon as you got hit, Everything is at the window. You just want to, you just want to uh, kill this bloke. But, you know, you've got to give you these guys because they've got to stay relaxed. You've got to move your head. You've got to know when you punch. You've got to sort of read their game too. And, and that, that was all hard for me when I first started. But these guys have been doing it for years. And just like Lee, you've got to read. If they're working to something, you, you sort of pick it up and you work on their, their um, where they're not strong at. And it was just hard. Mm. It, was, it, was, it was very hard to pick up. You fought against Oliver McCall as well. It didn't go your way, but no. it was like very early in your professional boxing career against yeah, someone yeah, just, of that just stature. Yeah, little things that he did, just the experience that you know he, he had. Like you just grabbed my elbow, just to turn, me, just yeah, taking punch me. Like, I didn't even knew that. But he always grabbed my elbow and just sort of just moved me, turning around, just turning yeah. my body. But it just comes with experience. Yeah, but, but you know, at the time, I'd fought, oh, as long as I got paid. Yeah. I didn't care, but went, anyway. I didn't care, but went to sleep. As long as I wake up and my bank balance is ticking over because of all the kids, that's all I was worried about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't care who I fight, just just pay me. Kids, Sounds like you're still that way, though. Yeah, well, I am. Yeah. yeah. I, like I said, I fought um, Lucas Brown. Yeah. On two days' notice, but two days said, and, and you wobbled him in the first round of that yeah, fight too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was, yeah, well, I did. No, I thought I was going to get him, but I didn't. Yeah. He got me in the second, and I was. Two, two days preparation. A couple of bad knockouts there in a row, Paul Gallen and yep. and then Lucas Brown. Is that it for you? Are you done or? No. No? Oh, I'll say yeah, but someone offers you money, no, I'll say yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. my kids eat. Yeah. yeah. you got other kids that are going to be able to help the kids eat now, mate. You've got to look after yourself. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah, come on, mate. They got, but the, the, the other ones that are there, oh, I've got one at home, but the other ones still have their own families to look after mm-hmm. too. Mm. Um, so you know, I'm, I'm their manager and I get 90%, they get 10%. <laughs> That's a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Hopper was fantastic in the build-up to that Paul Gallen um, oh, yeah, that's fight. Right. Yeah. The, 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 just the back and forth and, and leading that sort of – it comes very naturally to you, that side of boxing. Yeah, 
And, you know, it wasn't a, a, my fight, my game plan. Just it wasn't my night. I got there and did and nothing. People don't realise, Gal's a, Gal's a tough little, you know, he's, He's a tough guy who, you know, like if you punch with him, you're in trouble. If you if you if you wait and let him miss and, and then punch these guys, it's, it's different. But these guys, they all try to punch with him and stuff. And he's a strong guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he's been training you, consistently yeah, as yeah, well, whereas yeah. Hop had not. Yeah, had not. And yeah, you had nine years off yeah. before you had the eleven. Yelling for like eleven years. It's a decent break. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Sorry. Nine years. Yeah, yeah. But as I said, this is a dollar signs. I'm fine anyone. So what do you do now? Like you, you're obviously talking about these fighting events and stuff like that, but what do you do now for a, a job? Um, just do my best. Yeah. I don't really have a job. I just – I've got a mate that owns a Panabita shop there's, um, and he does Ferraris and Maseratis. So he's got me down there. I don't even know what I do, but <laughs> – Hopefully he knows. He just, yeah, I, I just, <laughs> You're good company, yeah. mate. They like you around. Company, that's it. Believe me. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But I, I guess that everybody needs a hopper around. Well, that's right. It it, it, just, it helps that everyone knows your background. You, you you sort of manage to find stuff as a result. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. know what the great thing is? I'll say it again. It's people are asking him all these questions, but he's super proud of everything that he's done. And yeah, he, like I said, he'd do it all again. And they're the kind of people you want around. That's why people have him around. Yeah. yeah, and if the media want to keep him in the paper, whether they do or not, people will still want Hopper around. Hopper's a loyal guy, and that's something that you can't you can't pay for in the in the mm. world, Aiden, and you can't find, you know. But he's old school, and that's why um, he's he's liked and he's more than like he's loved by a lot of people. And um, you know, I congratulate him, take my hat off to him because, like I said, I've heard the stories, I know all about him. You know, I've been there, I've done it all. But um, Hopper's one of the guys that's very very highly respected by everybody, whether you're a, a football player, whether you're a Bikey, but there he's respecting. It's, it's important. Mm. What do you think's made you successful, Hopper? Obviously, successful rugby league career. Obviously, successful boxing career post rugby league. Australian champion. I just don't like to fail. I like to um, if I'm doing something, I want to give it 100. percent I don't want to fail. I don't like people to say, "Oh, he was freaking hopeless," or "What is he doing this for?" Like, I don't. I don't like to fail. I always try put my, my foot, uh, right foot forward and and try and make something of it. If I'm doing something, I'm doing it 100%. Yeah. I don't do it half-hearted because then it's a waste of time. And you've still that in your kids? Yeah, well, what kids, yeah, well, they see me train and they all sort of, uh, they all got talent in that, but they all, they all pretty it's much It's different today. I mean, like I said, um, the game's different, you know. I mean, where he was just, he can't tell his kids to do what he done. You know, so he's got to, yeah, he's got to be smart, let them, just go through the other avenues that people go through today. Like I said, back in the day, when I, like I said, we spin off somebody's backside. If we called somebody something, you, it, it was nothing. Today, it's you, you're banned for life. You know, and these kids got families and people look after themselves. So yeah. I think it, the world's just changed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And to be honest, I'm not even sure it's for the better. I don't, I don't believe it's for the better. I think the world's in a shit place at the time. And look at this COVID shit and the way we've handled it all. And you know we. You know, we can't do what we want to do anymore and now they're trying to get rid of cash and it's crazy. We live in, we live in a crazy world where people want to dictate to us and that, that's where Hopper came from before. He's never been dictated to so I can, can imagine things are, are hard for him today. Yeah. My kids have always seen me train and they've come up training and I don't have to, I've never had to push them to go train. Um, they always give themselves and even now the boys will come, when they come home, they all go and train together. Um, and 
But I was hard on them when they played footy as kids. Um, don't waste my time. If I'm coming to watch you, you, you better have a dig. Because if you, you get a whistle or your name gets caught after the game, don't worry about your team huddle. You're coming in the car, you're getting your own huddle. And, you, you get, <laughs> and I used to whack my kids a few times. Don't waste my time. I've got seven boys to go watch. So if I'm coming to watch you, you you're going to have a go. You're going to score five, six tries. As long as you're getting uh, involved. 10 or 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but just don't waste my time. When I could be watching someone else. Yeah. If you're doing nothing, you're going to get a slap. What's the age range in your kids? What's the oldest? Will's 27, 28. Yeah. And then my youngest is two. Okay. And more to come? Or? No, that's it. Well, <laughs> I think you've said this before, though. <laughs> 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 We're hoping not anyway. Yeah. Just hopefully, but just. Do you know yeah, what's causing well, it yet? Or? Yeah, well, I had, I had the pull out method and it was, you know, and I thought, I was, well, I was going one pump to me. <laughs> just getting half a pump it right. becomes a full pump finish. Your, <laughs> maths is not your strong point. Yeah, so, um, yeah, but uh, the number 10, number 11 was just out of the blue. Like I was firing away for like three, four years and there was nothing. You, just, you thought they were blanks. Yeah, well, I thought they just had Christmas balls only there for decoration. <laughs> <laughs> they still worked. And all of a sudden number 11, because my number 10 was six years old at the time. And number 10, 11 came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, but she's two now and I'm still firing and nothing happens. I hope there's nothing left. Um, are you a practising Mormon nowadays, Hop? Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? What What is your religion? It's just, a, well, just another Christianity yep. um, form and we don't smoke, we don't drink. Um, we believe in God. Yep. Just, as I said, this is another Christianity. Do you, do, you go to, do you go to church with the family or? Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, my wife makes me go to church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you have happy wife, happy life. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, but we go every Sunday. And the best thing about this COVID, I think, was um, that we had to have church at home. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and you were, you, were, you were God at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, of the of the kids, who, who do you think is going to turn out to be the, the best of the footy players? Oh, I don't know if anyone's going to be the Better than anyone. There's, there's better different things than yeah. the other person, but um, uh, Will is just because he's, he's, he's just calm, he's never angry, mm. um, he's got good hands. With Jamil, he'll work, he'll he'll go all game, mm. he never stops. You think he's, he's busted, but he'll still push. And then Albert, is just, uh, who's just come up now, he's, he's probably better runner and stronger than the other two, but just. I can't say. What would you put that down to? Then what, what would you put that down to? Is it because of the the different training techniques today, or no? I don't think it's just different uh, training techniques. It's just the way they were. They were made. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. um, Genetically. Yeah, so Will. Yeah. Will's is this is calm nature. I'm yeah. A, he's, yeah. I remember um, under 15s, he was playing Aaron Matthews, and um, this kid kept on dropping the elbow on him. And, it, and I wasn't getting angry at the kid. I was getting angry at Will because he wasn't doing nothing. And I said to him after, I said, listen, you're pissing me off. At least push him back or do something because if you, if you don't do nothing, the kid's going to keep on doing it all game. Because that's right, Dad, I'll, I'll, I'll just score tries on him. And what you did, he scored four tries on his kid. Right. And I said, oh, good work, son. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about me. <laughs> don't worry about me. Yeah, right. Uh, any of them turn out to be a boxer, do you reckon? I think Albert, he started doing it a bit and he, okay. he, he, he looks pretty good. Okay, is Dino training him? 
Oh, then he's had a few sessions with him, but he right. just trains in the manly. Okay. Um, when you can, because of, of footy. Mm. Um, my girls are better than the boys. They're okay. just more coordinated. That's all right. Yeah, so. Everyone's got a different opinion of John Hopawati, but how would you describe yourself? Um, well, all the people that know me, I have to say they like me because I, I'm straightforward. I don't forward. have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, John. <laughs> but I, I'm not a mug. I'm a mug if you're a mug to me. I, yeah. I don't take crap, but I'm nice. You know, I don't like to make people feel, if I, if I know them, make them feel down or, you know, I'll try and pick them up and I don't, oh, I have to say I just, I'm easy going. People like me for what I am, and I, I say what I what I want. Sometimes I shouldn't say what I want sometimes, but um, yeah. I just do. And people, and I'm nice to everyone. Yeah. And you know, my, my old man always brought me up like that. Be nice to everyone because on, on your way up, if you're nice to him, you're gonna and you're on your way down, you're gonna be nice back. So there's a lot of people start going up and to make a name with themselves, and they forget about the people that they grew up with. Mm-hmm. Everyone just brushes you. Yeah. So I'm nice to everyone. Unless you're not nice to me. Yep. Do you think you're mellowing in your older age now? Are you starting to chill out a bit more or? Oh, maybe I don't smack the kids as much, but no, I, <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Like I'm, I'm still laid back, but if someone pisses me off. What do you think about rugby league today, Hop? What do you think about the game today? Great athletes. Great athletes and the game's a lot faster than that, but just – just the way they've been um, taught now these days. Some of when I played, if you got injured, you tried your best to get on the field. Where these guys, they play and they get a bump and they say, "Oh, I might have a week off." Mm. And it's just the way they they they're brought up. Um, but they, they're nowhere near as hard as when we when we played, but they're hundred times more physical and more um, better skilled. But just yeah, I think it's just the way the leagues turn the game, which is sort of good. But at the same time, I wish sometimes I just let them punch on. Yeah, I think that's a generational yeah. thing. We all sort of think that, don't we? Like yeah, when, was, when you hear the crowd cheer the most, when they're having to punch on, and people get injured, then both teams get angry, and and um, especially with state of origin, yeah, but people look forward to it. You know, I always when I was playing, if we were getting flogged, I said someone start a fight. Because if we start a fight, then both, both teams are angry and you're just trying to rip each other's head off and then, mm. you know, it sort of stops them. But, um, yeah, but they don't do it anymore. I wish they did. What was the most memorable blue that you had on a rugby league field? I'd have to say that uh, the state of origin one was Danny yeah. Moore because he was my teammate at Manly. Yeah. But, you know, I keep on telling everyone, he was my teammate at Manly and I love him to death. But How were you guys after that fight? Was he, was he okay? Yeah, well, yeah. I was being, I was embarrassed because we went back to the nightclub and his wife was there. And I was just embarrassed because I, I, I fought him. But as soon as we went to training, Bob fought and put the, the fight on, and just kept on replaying and replaying. So you can see, but um, yeah, I just that's the way I was. I'm your teammate today, but if you if I'm your against you next day, I'm going to take you out. Unless you're one of the brothers that I grew up like Sol, Solomon Amano, Chop. And then we grew up as kids, so mm. I was never doing anything. They're my boys. Yeah. But anyone else? What if they're in a Maroon jersey, you know? Oh, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Blood's thicker than water. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're my boys. I was never doing anything. Uh, who do you think wins the comp this year? Um, I'd have to say Melbourne. They're just, 
this is such a good time. Just everything they do, just real clinical, this is a real good team. Then with the Roosters, but I'm leaning yeah. more towards uh, <laughs> Melbourne. Isn't it funny how Bellamy can put somebody in that side and they can just, they look like they're, you know, they played 200 games, mm. like the fullback over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Last week. Freakish. Like, wow, unbelievable. Well, he does. When I was at the Tigers, Danny Lima, did Danny Lima? Mm. Second row. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, he was, he was at the Tigers. He was, he was reserved for reserve grade. He went to Melbourne the following year, became an international yeah, player. Yeah, mm. killed him there. So he just turns all these players that went sort of anyway. What do you think his secret is that? What do you think? Why Why do you think Bellamy can do that? I don't know. He's, he just makes him accountable for everything. So they say that the, the player might be over here and you're standing over here and you're not doing nothing. He, he blows you up, even though you're not in, in the play. If you're not ready to run, to back someone up, we're not doing anything. You're the one that gets hammered. So you, uh-huh. it makes them accountable for everything they do. And I think the boys just know that it's, that's why it's so hard on them being accountable and they just try and live up to their, his standards. And that's why they say, Google's there's some guys here that he brings in, you think this guy's hopeless, but it turns him into world beaters. You played under a lot of coaches. You've mentioned Bob Fulton, who's probably the most influential on you. Were there any that their style didn't quite gel with what? What you're about? Well, they're all good coaches. They're, they're all good in their own um, different ways. But I just have to say, Bob Fordham was um, the best coach. Was he? Um, he was real respectable. He let us. Well, when I was playing, we did a lot of drinking, and we played a lot of drinking games, and we played for at training. We played a lot of games to to buy. Who was shouting? Everything was. He made us all happy. Everyone was happy. Yeah. And he always made the senior players happy. So. We'll say, we've got training at 10 o'clock in one of the senior players. Oh, uh, Bob, I've got golf. Covers are playing golf. Can you make it later? And you go, okay, we'll make it later. You just made everyone happy. And uh, But oh, I don't think he's the best yeah. best coach I've ever been coached by. But I would, would have loved to be coached under Wayne Bennett. Yeah, but I, I tell people that I, I think that Wayne Bennett, well, obviously Bellamy's there now, but Wayne Bennett, to be able to keep the Brisbane Broncos for all those years, under control, having the, the, the players that he had, it's gotta be an, an amazing human, a great people's person that can yeah, control people. And that's and that and that's half the battle. Mm. If you can control those people, control those egos, you know, and, and think of Broncos team, little Alfie and those guys, you know, Alfie's my great friend, but for him to be able to to keep them Kevin, yeah, on, the, on the straight yeah. and narrow for so long. Yeah, yeah so many internationals in his team. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing and their own egos. But he goes, they say he's a, he's a people's person yeah. and you manage him well, yeah, off the field. See, he doesn't, that's exactly right. he doesn't just care about how you're playing footy. He cares about off what you do yeah. in your life because what you're doing in your life is going to make you – what you're doing at training better and make it easier and, and, you know. So I think he's a – yeah, I'd say he's the best. Yeah. You still in contact with some of your old teammates? Yeah, well, we, we try to go – the ones that I played with, we try to go to have Chinese every couple of months. Like we all get together and go have Chinese. Um, but yeah, is it I believe I don't see them around the field, around the on the roads. And we, we meet up every couple of months and go have Chinese. Yep. Beautiful. All right. Well, thanks, Op. We appreciate you coming in and having a chat with us today. Yeah, Hop. Um, on my behalf, because you know, kind of am on the kind of face of this podcast. I'm really honoured to have you here because, like I said, um, you know, I've known you for a long time. I. John is my great friend again. I'll bring him up, but I just 
It speaks so much about you. And as far as I'm concerned, I just want to say one thing. The reason why you've got everything you've got is not just because you work hard, because you want you want a loyal soldier, mate. And that's that's what we don't have in the world today. Loyalty is everything. As far as I'm concerned, loyalty is more important than anything, and that's what you are. That's Thank you, mate. Concerned. I'm big on that loyalty, and it means a lot coming from this bloke because I used to love him as a kid watching the boxing. And to come from someone like him, you know, it means a lot. Cheers, up. Great having Thanks you, my brother. Thank you, boys. Thank Cheers, you for having me. Don't forget to subscribe, Standing 8, YouTube, Apple Podcasts and Spotify.